Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gannon, alongside my partner, Jack and Nicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you have the chance, go check out our website, justsayingfootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at just saying no GWJS for article and video updates. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify and get us in your ears at just saying football. Buddy, we're now on to week eight. It continues to fly by. No buys this week, though. Uh, everyone's playing, you know, everyone's full force in fantasy. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing to worry about this week. It's pretty nice. It's a little bit weird, but it's nice. Yeah, definitely nice. Every team playing, no buys. It's going to be just a loaded pack week. And I feel like it's already starting to feel like mid season now. Um, so that's going to be awesome. Like, you know, things are going to start uh, really heating up. You're going to see some teams starting to look really good, really bad. Um, we have a good idea so far now on these teams. So, um, I feel like this week's picks are going to be more interesting than they have been the whole season. Yeah, let's see if we can get all of them correct. Tough challenge to do. Let's start off with our blowout category. So we have the Baltimore Ravens making their way to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Baltimore's favorite in this one by minus eight and a half, over under here at 44. We said it last week. Uh, Arizona, first half team, uh, continues to be true. Once again, I'm locking in Baltimore. They're coming off of a dominating win against the Lions team that was surging. Yeah, the Lions, you know, I called the upset last week. Obviously, Baltimore is proving that they're one of the biggest powerhouses in the league. Um, You know, totally give me them in this one. Arizona, I don't think stands a chance. And Lamar is looking like an MVP candidate. So, you know, keep your eye on him the rest of the season. Yeah, he he definitely looking like uh, an MVP candidate. Absolutely. All right, let's keep this moving along through the Philadelphia Eagles, making their their way to Washington to take on the Commanders. Philadelphia is favored in this one, minus six and a half, over under here of 43 and a half. Eagles, uh, huge win against the Dolphins last week. Evans played great. Washington could not get it done against your New York Giants, who were playing spectacular defensively. What are your thoughts? Uh, obviously, interdivisional game coming into this one. Yeah, Sam Sam Howell is getting thrown like a rag doll in the back. You uh, saw Jonathan Allen, one of their stars, saying he's so sick of this. It's the same stuff seven years in a row. I mean. We're watching this team kind of deteriorate, and Philly is not really the team that's a get-right game. Um, this is a get-right game for Philly, too, just to keep their hot streak going. I would take them six and a half super comfortably, and, um, you know, we, especially on the road, divisional opponent, you know, I don't know what's going on with Washington, but it's not it right now. Yeah, no, Washington is just not being able to get it done. Brian Robinson Jr., it's just not happening on the ground. The passing game is where Jahan Dotson dropped a pass that maybe could have continued the drive. Still don't know if they would have won that game. Just not going well for them. Howell's getting sacked left and right. It, it's just not happening. I'm locking in Philadelphia. Uh, that's an easy one for me. All right, moving this right along. We have the Kansas City Chiefs making their way to Denver. Take on the Broncos. Uh, Kansas City's favorite this point. Minus 7.5 over under here, 46.5. Uh, Mahomes last week absolutely lights out in the first half. And he's currently 12-0 and against the Broncos in his career. Is he going to make it 13-0? and uh, I think so. Obviously, you know, Denver is not a good team. We've talked about it. They won that game last week against, uh, you know, uh, Green Bay. It's Green Bay. But we felt like it's one of the bigger collapses of last week was watching Green Bay play. Um, you know, Mahomes, he played so well against divisional opponents. Um, they've been hot since they lost that first game. They're coming on a six-game win streak. Uh, give me the Chiefs. No problem in this one. Yeah, some injury news, though, for Kansas City. Nick Bolton is going to be out. Uh, he's going to hit the IR. He's out for about two months with wrist surgery. He got it dislocated in the game last week. That was a huge loss. He was yeah. playing great. He was in our category for talks when we watched the Super Bowl last year for, like, Super Bowl MVP with the way that he played defensively. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm still locking in Kansas City. That doesn't worry me. Broncos just don't have it. Uh, one thing to note, the last three games against Denver, while Mahomes has thrown for over 300 yards, he also has an interception each one of those games. So just something to keep in mind. Moving this right along to our last game in the blowout category, we have the New England Patriots making their way to Miami to face the Dolphins. Dolphins are favored in this one by minus 9.5, a, a huge spread here. It's an over-under of 47. I'll happily take the over uh, in this one right off the bat, and I'm going to lock in Miami. I do think that this is going to be a close game. Uh, I think that the pa- uh, Patriots can step up from time to time. And obviously, Bill Belichick knows how to take away your number one weapon. And right now, the Dolphins defense is giving up 26 points a game. That's a little bit worrisome. A little bit yeah. worried about this defense for the long term. But that offense, man, they can put up 70-plus points. And I say that with confidence because we've seen it. Yeah, I, I don't know if they'll ever be able to do that again, but I think the ceiling is here in New England where, you know, New England is, you know, they're kind of playing to their opponent right now, except the couple of games where we saw them really suck this year. Um, I honestly kind of like them at nine and a half, even though I'll take Miami. I think Belichick has a plan in this one um, coming in. Um, you know, the Dolphins, the right now, we kind of saw, you know, they were able to have a team make them make the mistakes that they didn't need, you know, with the Eagles. Um, you know, the offensive line, you know, is going to be tested this week against New England. So, um, you know, I still feel like I don't know who the number one weapon is on New England's offense, but they seem to just be able to get it done. They did it last week versus um, you know, the Bills. I don't know if it'll be enough to get it done. You know, Miami just has too much firepower. Um, I think this will be closer than people think, though, but I'm going to go Miami. Yeah, I think it's going to be close as well. One thing I do also want to note is that the Dolphins have beaten teams with a record combined of 8-25. and 25. That's uh, They've beaten the Patriots, Broncos, Giants, Panthers, and Chargers. None of those teams currently have a winning record. Okay, moving this right along to the meh category of our segment. We have the Minnesota Vikings making the way to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Minnesota's favorite this by minus one and a half over under here, 42 and a half. Now, sadly, we are not going to get the Justin Jefferson, Jair Alexander rematch that we were all hoping for. But what are your thoughts about this one? Um, obviously, huge wins for the Vikings in prime time. Um, huge loss for the Green Bay, as we mentioned before last week. Uh, Jordan Love is looking like he's on a downward spiral. And Kirk Cousins looks like he is, you know, trending towards, you know, kind of a dark horse MVP kind of year. Um, Jordan Addison last week, one of my favorite players in the draft. Huge game last week. If you had him in fantasy, about 33 points. Those huge the second touchdown right before the half. Just kind of his, like, welcome Beautiful. to NFL moment on his own. Um, great. The Packers, um, right now, I think that it's safe to take Minnesota at an alternate spread on this because – one and a half. I know they're banged up a little bit, but I still think in, in Lambeau, they can get it done this week. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Minnesota. I think there's a lot at stake here. And I think that that win against the 49ers was the jumping point. If they're able to get to four and four and beat the Packers, we play the Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears, and Raiders. All of those games are completely winnable for us. And that could set up a nice little win streak for us to be in a little bit more in contention for the playoffs. But, you know, any given Sunday can happen. We're not going to not going to say they're going to win all those games at all. All right, move this right along with the New Orleans Saints making their way to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Indianapolis favoring this one minus one and a half over under here of 43 and a half. We're seeing the Saints struggle. Uh, Carr was visibly upset with Olave on a third down route. Uh, Indianapolis, uh, JT, Zach Moss, pretty dangerous one-two running back combo. What are your feelings about this one? Yeah, you said it, man. Like, they're just going to be running down your throat with these two running backs. Both kind of power guys. But at the end of the day, I got to say, Jonathan Taylor, you know, good to see him back after you had the four weeks off. Um, you know, tough opponent with this Saints D-line. I think that they could do that 
as long as they're comfortable getting out ahead. Um, obviously, the Saints, super roller coaster of a season right now. You know, we were saying at the beginning of the season that they have very weak quarterback matchups. Some of those quarterbacks have just showed out this year. Um, not our fault. Um, the great thing is, I got to say, you know, Josh Downs, huge rookie. I've been loving the whole year. Breakout game last week, five for 125 and one. He, you got to keep an eye out for him because he's going up against Marshawn Lattimore's, um, you know, probably half the time this week. And Pittman is doing a great job. Um, Colts right now, six best scoring offense, Sean. This is, uh, it's not a, it's not a typo. That's, that's a real thing. <laughs> I know. I, I'm a little bit surprised, but it comes, it, it, it's helpful when you got a guy like Gardner Minshew going 15 for 23, throwing for 305, yeah. two touchdowns in the air, two touchdowns on the ground last week, despite the loss. I did feel like they kind of got screwed by some bad penalties late in the game. That's mm-hmm. my personal opinion. I am not a ref. Okay. I just felt like they could have won that game. They should have won that game. And then it was just taken for them. I'm locking the Colts in this one. The Saints with the up and down season, it's getting me a little bit worried. I Now you now that we're seeing the visible frustration with them, yeah. that's beginning to make me be a little bit worried. I don't know what Saints team we're going to get offensively. Are we going to get this team that can drop 30 like they did against the, like they did against the Patriots? Or are they only going to put up, you know, 17 like they seem to be doing every other week uh so let's see what happens i'm locking in indianapolis yeah all right well you know it's great so i was talking big about their all their breakouts i think last week cleveland you know deshaun watson going out mid game that game was so back and forth i think this will be a little more straightforward from new orleans they're getting a lot of alvin Kamara back and michael thomas i always think that when we see a quarterback getting mad at his wide receiver like you were mentioning with olave and Carr. There's always some crazy story about the next week they go, like, you know, have a huge game. Um, I think New Orleans just has a crazy game this week. Is the underdog upset? Uh, give me New Orleans just for fun. All right, I like it. Moving this right along, though, the Jacksonville Jaguars making their way to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Jacksonville's favorite this by minus 2.5, over under of 41.5. Jacksonville also on a four-game win streak at the moment, and they're looking pretty good, especially with the way that Travis Etienne's been running the ball all season. How are you feeling about this one? This is an AFC playoff uh, rematch from a handful of years ago when Blake Bortles led them to the AFC championship game. Yeah, this is um, you know a great matchup as well. Both hard nosed defenses, a lot of first round picks on these teams, and um, you know two quarterbacks that are kind of getting tested this year. Um, I I love what um, the Steelers have been kind of bringing in these close games. You know, we saw them upset the Rams last week Um, at home. Tough place to play. I'm still taking Jacksonville. I I think that Jacksonville knows the pressure that the other teams in their weak division are putting on them right now to kind of seal it. They have the weapons. They have the chance to do it. And Trevor Lawrence versus a team like this on the road, AFC opponent, um, they got to do it. Sean knows what I always say about those two and a halfs. They're dangerous. I could expect something else. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm going with the Steelers. I like him for this one. Look, Pickens scored, Warren scored, Harris scored. Uh, that's that's what you want to see from this offense. They're not going to fire Matt Canada. The team doesn't fire their coaches midway through the season, so that's not going to happen anytime soon. So we got to start to get them going. 17 for 25 and 230 from Pickett. Uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that you want to see nonstop. But for me, what I'm looking at with this game is just I think the Steelers defense is going to step up and kind of stop what it is that Jacksonville has been doing so far and right now 
you know, the Steelers, they're in the thick of their division with the way that Baltimore's been playing, with the way that they're winning uh, the games uh, down there in Baltimore. Steelers have to stay alive right now, and dropping a 4-3 and three can be really dangerous. You know, like you said, we're in the middle middle part of the season right now. We're figuring out where we have a rough idea of where these teams are at. And it's kind of that moment where, like, are the Steelers legit or are they not? And then same with Jacksonville if they lose to the Steelers. Both of these, this is kind of a big game for both teams and will kind of dictate their storyline going into week nine, I think. Yeah, I think this is, you know, yeah, like you said, this is going to be an interesting one. Two teams that are kind of like fringe playoff teams that right? could really make a statement this week against each other, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, Jacksonville's going to get in because the AFC South is so weak, but we'll see how they do once they actually make it. All right, moving this right along, we have the New York Jets taking a very far trip to a different locker room when they face the New York Giants. Uh, what are your thoughts about this? When Giants coming off of uh, two huge, uh, well, two huge defensive playing games, only one big win. Uh, how are you feeling? Fourteen point, only like what is it? Ten points you guys have averaged the last two weeks, giving up. Uh, and it don't matter. And it don't matter because last week we finally got the win that we like needed after that Cardinal win. Um, I think that it's it's going to be a really good battle. Both these defenses are playing so good over the last three weeks. You know, we obviously saw. Um, you know, the Giants getting six sacks last week. They had five coming into the game. Um, could be a fluke just because Sam Howell is giving out for sack freebies. But, um, you know, the Giants um, against this Jets defensive line really interests me and how they're going to defend Brees Hall on their own defense. Love what Micah McFadden and Bobby O'Karake are doing. It's good as a Giants fan to finally have a good duo of linebackers. But um, the Jets have some great weapons. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. I'm taking my Giants. It's a battle in New York. I can't oppose them. They've hurt me too much this year. Fade me if you want, but I'm going to tell you, this is going to be uh, this is going to be a better game than we think. It's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a great game. We've got Brees Hall. We've got Saquon Barkley. It's a great running back matchup. It's a good defensive matchup for the most part, especially the way that the Giants have been playing. I got to go opposite of you. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm, I'm going with the Jets. I think that that defense just been playing way too good for way too long. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the they played a great game against Kansas City and they won the following week. Then, the, you know, we've seen Aaron Rodgers passing on the sideline, not using crutches. All this conversation that he's going to be back at the end of the season. I'm not saying he's going to be back in the, at the end of the season. Um, I don't think he should be back at the end of the season because he tore his Achilles. I'm not a doctor. Or anything like that, though. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but if they if they want to keep this playoff hopes alive, you got to beat a team like the Giants. No offense, but you know where they're at right now. Giants only have two wins. You know the Jets currently are sitting at three and three with a chance to go over five hundred. You know they've they they're close with the Bills right now. I I think for the Jets, if you're if you want to be legit and you want to have hope, Salah wants to keep his job. You know, Aaron Rodgers is really coming back at the end of the year. You got to win this game. And I've said it time and time again, the Jets have a playoff caliber ready defense. That means they can get a turnover and score a touchdown like that. I'm not saying that the offense will score that touchdown. I mean, the defense will score that touchdown. Okay. Zach Wilson, I'm I'm still learning to trust, but the last two weeks has probably been the best sample size that we've seen from him throughout his entire three, two and a half year career. Yeah. And everybody, I just want to say, everyone's been asking me about sake about you know, Daniel Jones, if he was playing, how would we have won the last couple of weeks? I, was, I think it's just about operating the offense, getting the right weapons in there. I want to see Jalen Hyatt this week. Um, you know, he's been getting more involved, rookie. He's been super fast. And Deontay Banks, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to stop Garrett Wilson. So that's gonna be a huge battle for the Giants rookie. So let's move on before I get too giantsy. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving along. So we have the Cleveland Browns 
making their way to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Seattle serving this by minus three and a half over under here of 38 and a half. Um, officially no Deshaun Watson in for this one. Uh, Browns were once again in another nail biter. Again, I think the refs gave them that game. Uh, I'm locking in Seattle. JSN got his first touchdown. Uh, the DK Metcalf late game not playing. I uh, was a little surprised by that. Should be back for this one. So looking like this entire offense is going to be back fully healthy and ready. And I, I like that. Yeah, I, I think that when you're looking at Seattle, you finally saw the Jackson Smith and Jigba breakout game a little bit. You're seeing Jake Bobo get involved. Kind of looks like they have about three or four reliable weapons in the passing game for Geno Smith, which is awesome. Um, we obviously saw this team say, take such a huge stride last year. However, this defense of the Browns is no joke. You know, we have been looking at it from a lot of ways this year, and we've seen them take down a lot of good offenses. Um, obviously, huge, you know, back and forth last week with the Colts. Um, but I will say, Seattle. It's hard not to want to pick them. They're right. at home, and there's no Watson. They got everybody back, and Ken Walker, man, I mean, what a what a guy, what a stud, and no Jerome Ford for the Cleveland Browns. So it just adds another hit. Show. We've already seen Cream Hunt guys who got him off the waivers a couple weeks ago. This week for you. Out. This is your week. <laughs> this is your week. So you better start them. Uh, all right, let's keep this moving along because I think this is probably the worst game of the weekend. Sadly, with the Atlanta Falcons making their way to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Atlanta's favoring this by minus two and a half. Over under here of thirty five and a half. Now, uh, first things first. Falcons didn't use Bijan last week. Uh, you know he wasn't feeling himself. If he was sick, it's family related, mental health. You know, wish him. Hopefully, it's something serious. Wish him the best. Hopefully, he's back quickly. You know, he's able to go out there, compete. He's a rookie. He's playing great. But no Ryan Tannehill for this one. It's going to be Will Levis and Malik Willis is what uh, Vabro has come out and said. Both of them are going to be playing. There's also rumors that there's a fire sale. Obviously, Tennessee just traded Kevin Bayard to the Eagles. Don't know how that happened. We're basically Don't know why that's nothing. happening. For nothing. It's annoying. I don't know how Howie Roseman keeps doing this. He's he's a genius when it comes to making these trades. And then also now we're hearing DeAndre Hopkins could be on the move. Go to Kansas City. Go to Kansas City, DeAndre, please. He's only been also there be, two months, bro. I know. <laughs> Derek Henry might also be on the move. I mean, these are their their two top-tier offensive guys. They're they're thinking of moving, and the calls are. And if Derrick Henry is on the move, go to Baltimore. Go to Baltimore, Derrick Henry. Like, these are the places that these guys should go. I'm locking in Atlanta. I just don't like what we're hearing out of Tennessee. The two quarterbacks are going to play. Tannehill's injured. There's a fire sale potentially going on. They let Kevin Byer go. It's had the most interceptions since 2017. It's too much. Atlanta, this is all you. They got a good defense, Atlanta. They should be able to make some turnovers. It's going to be ugly. Take the under at 35 and a half. Ugh. I like that. Yeah, definitely like lowest line that we've seen the whole year. Um, obviously, the Falcons, it's like, how did they get that win last week? Um, getting a little Cordero Patterson involved, I guess. But it's weird to think that when we were doing Love summer that. videos, we were talking about all these things and we were waiting for where's Hopkins going to go. And now we're like seven weeks into the season and he's going to go somewhere else. So for me, it's like, that's why I never get too keen on the offseason hype because you're looking at a team like this right now at home and you got to feel for those Falcons fans having to watch Will Levison uh, and Malik I mean, Will Levison, Malik, Malik Willis. I mean, both just just terrible quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, Atlanta, they, they game plan enough to get things done, like you said, simple enough for me. Um, you know, and like I said, like you were saying too, 
just Bayard going away. That's like one of their franchise guys. It's looking kind of like just a full rebuild in Tennessee right now. And like I said at the beginning of the show, it's just part of the midseason kind of energy we're getting right now from some of these teams. Yeah, and that's not what we want to hear. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins never should have gone to Tennessee to begin with, but I'm not his agent. Whatever. Let's keep this moving along. See so the Los Angeles Rams making their way to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Cowboys are favoring this by minus six and a half, over under here of 45. Uh, Rams couldn't get Cohen with Cup last week, but Puka continues to look great for the team. Uh, number three in receiving yards on the season. Dallas offense hasn't looked necessarily spectacular with Mike McCarthy. Uh, what are your thoughts and feelings about this game? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the Rams in this, and I'm gonna take it with a very small grain of salt because I know Dallas is playing great right now. They've been pretty hot the last few weeks. However, like you said, they are slowing down, and I think that the Rams we saw them really get stalled a lot without Kyron Williams last week. Um, now you know they're gonna have Daryl Daryl Henderson step in, who's been on that team. We've seen and gone through this dance before with the Rams running backs. And I think um, this week, I, I feel like it's just a boom week for the Rams. Um, you know, the Cowboys have a great defense, great team. They're at home. Um, it's probably a midday game, you know, like the midday game of the week. But I'll tell you, um, this is this is a good enough offense with the Rams to keep things going. Um, they just need to get past the third best defense uh, in terms of passing in the Cowboys, um, which is tough. But I'll, I'll take the Rams at plus six and have no problem. And I'll actually take them to win. I'm I'm gotta go opposite to you, sadly. I'm going with the Cowboys. I don't think it's gonna be pretty. I think this game is gonna be pretty close. I don't, I, you know, I think it's gonna be a relatively high-scoring game. I'll take the over at 45. I think it's gonna be kind of a shootout. Um, I do think that they're gonna throw pretty well against them. I want to see more Tony Pollard. I want to see C.D. Lamb uses like a real wide receiver one. I feel like they don't use him as like a true wide receiver one at times. Um, and just open up the open up the passing game. Get the quick get uh get the hurry up offense going a little bit more. This offense is a little stale of Dallas. But this is a very winnable game for them. Like if they're this playoff team, like everyone has talked about in the offseason, like they're conducting, like the way that they're talking about, uh, even Micah Parsons uh during the season right now, in between on on podcasts and stuff. And this is one of those games you gotta show up and win. So I'll go with Dallas on this one. Um I think this is a game that Dak can show out, you know, and only have one interception instead of three, which is a nice change of pace for him. Um, But we have our last game in the math categories. We have the Chicago Bears making their way uh, to L.A. to take on the Chargers. L.A.'s favorite this one by minus eight and a half. Uh, It is going to be the Badgent show in this one. Justin Fields is out. Um, He's coming off of a huge win against the Raiders team. Dante Freeman uh, Foreman has had a three touchdown performance. Uh, I'm going L.A. Chargers, though. I think that was kind of a fluke game against a Raiders team that was awful with no Jimmy G. Yeah, it felt kind of right for a second there that the Raiders were just, like, god-awful. It kind of threw me right back, back a to little 04. bit. Yeah, like a little bit. I was going to say, like, 2012. But, yep. yeah, or anywhere in between that. But um, the great thing really is, um, you know, the Chargers right now, they're actually worse than the Raiders when you're looking at the race for the division. They are you know, third in the AFC West, and that's not going to get you anywhere near the Chiefs, who you're going to need to beat to get to that division, and have already beat you. So I think at home in prime time, this is a chance for the Chargers to show out. They got to have a big game from Keenan Allen, huge game from Austin Eckler. Um, if Austin Eckler can't have a big game this week, um, I'm a little bit nervous going down for them the rest of the season. Um, but it seems like they're, you know, kind of firing on all cylinders. Um, 
this is a get right game right here for the Chargers in prime time. That's 100, 110%. Let's see if they can do it on Sunday night. But let's move this in to our games of the week as we have two. And our first one is the Houston Texans making their way to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Houston's favorite in this one by minus three over under here, 43 and a half. Now you're probably like, why is this a game of the week? Panthers are 0 and 6. And you have right. Right reasons to ask that question. We have the number one pick and the number two pick going up against one another. And of course, it's going to get it's going to be compared no matter what the outcome of this game is, who should have gone number one, who should have gone number two. And this is going to be a long talked about conversation of their careers. So it starts with this game. And I'm, I'm really curious. I think everyone's like, oh, but the Texans are crap. Texans aren't really that bad. They are not. You know, they're not a sexy team, yeah. but they're definitely not the worst team in the entire NFL. Look, they're second in their division. They're sitting at three and three. It's not pretty, but they're getting it done. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would comfortably take the Texans in this game. I do not like the Panthers this year. Um, you know, Bryce Young has not had the chance that we need, but I love this as an opportunity for Damian Pierce, honestly. Um you know, C.J. Stroud, you know, so far when you look at him, he's got nine touchdowns. He's got one pick. Bryce Young, he's got six touchdowns. He got four picks. In, in the game, less sure. But, you know, he's still going to throw more picks. Uh, at the end of the day, the Texans defense is built by D'Amico Ryans, who is a defensive stud in the NFL, defensive stud as a coach. This is um, this is a chance for his defensive Will Anderson, who was number three to go get number one and prove that he was supposed to be number one as well. Remember, everybody, the Texans do have two and three from this year's draft, and Bryce Young kind of took both of their spots there, so we're going to see what happens. Yeah, I was the one that thought C.J. Stroud was going to go number one for sure. Uh, to, to Carolina, I thought that him and Frank Reich were going to have like this great bond with the success that they have with these big quarterbacks, but hey, didn't work out that way. Didn't pan out that way. And the Texans are not upset. I'm also locking in Houston. I think that they're very comfortable to win. What we've seen from CJ Stroud is a guy that just goes through his reads and takes what the defense gives him. And he doesn't try to force anything at the moment. And that's what all you want to see from your rookie. Like you said, nine touchdowns, one interception, 96.4 passer rating, uh, over 1600 yards passed. That's fantastic for your number two overall pick. And for a guy who's supposed to like change the the course of your franchise, considering how bad they've been since Bill, Bill O'Brien ruined it, mm-hmm. this is exactly what you want to see, I think, year one. You you cannot ask, I think, any more of him. If this continues the rest of the season, it's exactly what you want to see. You're going to build on this. You're going to get better weapons for the receiving core. And they already have some solid ones with Nico Collins and Tank Dell. It's only going to get more exciting for them. So I think the Texans' future is looking pretty bright right now. But let's move it into our last game of the season. So we have two teams that are Super Bowl contenders, potentially. So we have the Cincinnati Bengals making their way to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. San Francisco's favored in this one by minus 5.5, over under here of 45.5. No Brock Purdy going to be in this one. Uh, He is in concussion protocol, developed symptoms after the Monday night football loss uh, on the plane heading back. So Sam Darnold, the number three overall pick from just a handful of years ago, will be getting the start. What are your thoughts going into this one? Yeah, good opportunity for Sam Sam Darnold to, you know, obviously handle himself. Um, you know, the Bengals right now, middle of the pack defense, not too much of a, you know, bad, you know, kind of matchup for him. San Francisco, I, I still like them in this game with Darnold because when you're looking at how San Francisco is built, 
we've seen so many quarterbacks coming in and out this door. It doesn't really matter at this point. There's about 20 all pros on the team outside the quarterback. Um, Obviously, the Vikings got him in prime time last week. Huge win for Sean's team. But the Bengals, we've seen them struggle. And their offensive line is a huge problem for me. Um, I think that this is going to be, you know, Nick Bosa, you know, is going to have a field day with this offensive line. And the way that the Bengals are really not being able to run through Joe Mixon, it's, it has become obviously evident that you can just stop them by going up a score and, you know, just having them just have to pass as much as possible. Um, they're in San Francisco. San Francisco does not like to lose at home um, this season. They've been, they've been pretty good. I mean, five and two, they're trying to stay at the top of their division. They have the second best scoring offense at 28.7 per game. And they're only allowing about 15 points per game. It is going to be, you know, they are probably still after that loss, one of the most balanced teams and they've lost two in a row. So I don't think they want to do that before they go into the bye week. Yeah. You know, I'm, just to go opposite of you, I'm going to go Cincinnati. I, I I do think that San Francisco is the most balanced team across the board. And I do think that they're Super Bowl favorites at the moment. Like you said, outside of their quarterback position, regardless who's in there, yeah, tons of all pros. They always seem to play well. They're also missing Trent Williams last week. They didn't get a single sack against Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. That's going to change this week against Cincinnati. But I think that the, the, the route for Cincinnati to win this game is you got all these offensive weapons. Let's actually use them. Let's get T. Higgins a little bit more involved in this offense. He's been a little bit underwhelming this season. Let's get you know Joe Mixon a little bit more involved in this offense. He's been underwhelming this season. Jamar Chase is still Jamar Chase. He's open. He's seven eleven. We saw that. Yeah. You know, continue to do that and continue and continue to play well. And we've seen at times this Bengals defense can clamp down uh, when when need be and when push comes to shove. And uh, in the big games, this is a big game for them. This is considered a Super Bowl matchup potential. Uh, Super Bowl matchup with two of the best teams in their respected uh, conferences. So I'll, I'll go with Cincinnati. I think the route to this one is just you got to play really good, uh, effective offensive ball. And I do think that Sam Darnold will make a mistake. And if you're able to capitalize on that mistake, boom, that's your that's your recipe to win. I do think that Sam Darnold is going to struggle a little bit moving this ball cleanly uh, up and down the field. And that will be a great opportunity for the Bengals. We can see them score uh, pretty pretty fast with Jamar Chase. Like I said, 7-11, man. Yeah. If Debo's in too, I, I think it makes just for a, a yeah, big I mean, explosive matchup. I want to see a good matchup between these teams, especially. I, I really hope so. Like I said, it's a, it's potential Super Bowl matchup. So this should be one of the better games of the week. I the 45 and a half, that's like an interesting line. I like that line. I might take like the under. Like I feel like it's I'll gonna take be like, the under on that. Right? Like I it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna like kind of like last week, except like 22-17. Will be like the outcome of that. Yeah, score. It'll be yeah, it'll be close, but I don't know. I think the Niners defense have to keep Cincinnati down because they don't know how much how many points are going to be able to score with Sam Darnold. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? They want to bounce back, like you said. They lost the last two games, so they're hoping for a big win this this week. But that's all the time that we have, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for listening. Yeah, enjoy the game picks. Always make sure to check us out. Uh, check the game picks out on the page. Just saying, no G W J S. Check us out YouTube every week. New videos, uh, Just Saying Football, and uh, Spotify, Just Saying Football. Thank you guys always for checking us out. Enjoy.